Ninjas vs. Monsters, starring Alexia, written and directed by Justin, is now available to buy at ninjasvs.com. That's ninjasvs.com. Or you can rent it on iTunes or Xbox or Comcast, wherever you do that stuff. So go to ninjasvs.com or rent it, buy it, check it out right now. Just check it out. It's even got on the DVD at ninjasvs.com a commentary that's basically a Trek off show with me and Alexia just talking over the film. So go to ninjasvs.com. You really want to see this one. Ninjas vs. Monsters at ninjasvs.com or rent it on Xbox, iTunes, or Comcast. Okay, enjoy the show. Warning, the following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Enterprise Double D. Welcome to Trek Off. My name's Justin. And <laughs> my name's Alexia. Fucky foo! <laughs> Fucky foo! For those of you joining our podcast for the first time, we say the word fuck and we talk about Star Trek. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't, I can't, I don't, I can't. <laughs> I know. There's. <laughs> I can't. I, like I, liter- I literally can't even. I just came from rehearsal tonight, and like we were um, having some difficulties <laughs> on stage. I'm just my brain isn't working. I'm still sick, so I think I'm just. I think it's gonna be a weird Alexia kind of a night. It's gonna be, and it's guys. It's not gonna be that long of a show. It's gonna be a shorty. We weren't even gonna do the show uh, today because we we didn't record last week, and I. And we recorded the week before, and then like I've been working since like four, and then the and you were sick too, sick, like, and yeah, yeah. Oh, and now and now on this end, uh, everyone in my house is now sick, and maybe there's a wedding. We I don't know. There's so much going on, um, but we are we're here. We can't go, man. We can't go more than ten days without giving you something. No, that's man, no good. Sometimes we disappear for weeks at a time, and you cry and you scream. I know. And, I imagine that you're just so destitute, and, and you're like, "What am I fault? supposed to think about Star Trek without you guys telling me?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish we had that much power. Wouldn't that be we cool do. if that was like legit? Like we are opinion <laughs> makers. You know, I was thinking you know, we've we've often danced around the idea of doing an episode by episode show or letting you and Mr. A doing an episode by episode like review um of the original series or of something. Um Sure. And I've been listening to Upper Pylon 2, which is the uh it's the Delta Quadrant, but they morphed into a DS9 podcast after they finished Voyager. And I've been listening to them, and there's a part of me that goes, "Man, our podcast is so esoteric and strange that, like, like maybe we should like go like do an episode by episode version." Because I skip, so they have a feedback section session where they just like talk like every other podcast, and I totally uh-huh. skip that one. <gasps> like I, I only listen to the episodes where they're talking about the episodes. And I'm sure there are people who listen to us for the first time. Someone's listening to us for the first time, going, "Okay, what are they going to talk about?" I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's not true. I have. Some I ideas. always thought that was part of our charm. It's not. I know we're, we're charming. We 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 fill our lack of preparation with profanity. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally what I do in my life. <laughs> it's true. Like, why use other words when "fuck" is right there? Yeah, I mean, is that not how everybody lives their life? Like, uh, I didn't prepare, so fuck, shit, damn, motherfuck. <laughs> 
You know, so so I I have a job. I don't often talk about what my job is, but I have a job in the healthcare field. Um, I care for people. I care for them. I give them my caring. Um, that must and, be hard and, for you. And no, it's fun because you know sometimes I get to meet people who are Star Trek fans, and I can't tell them about our show. Like I totally. All <gasps> oh, right, because like you're supposed to be. Like, I'm supposed to separate my two lives. <laughs> like so I totally can't. I totally can't be like, stuff. hey, here's about my show. Listen to my show. You'll love it. But I do talk about Star Trek with people, um, and that's fun. Uh, but sometimes See, I don't I have that problem because, like, I don't have this like upstanding job uh, as my day job, so I can just tell people that I do this really crass podcast. And you know, if you like Star Trek and you like fuck, you should listen. To- <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we 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 both we both. I mean, clearly, we we both lucked out uh, it being able to pursue our dreams and stuff. But there are days that I am envious of of your ability to just tell anybody anything that you want, and I can't run around in my job and yell fuck. And and yell about Star Trek. Yeah, would be great. We gotta learn. <laughs> it how is to kind get of great. It's very freeing to be able to do that for sure. Someone out there's got to subsidize this podcast so this can be our job. So we can <laughs> yes. just be like, fuck. That'd be great because there are fuck, some cock, people that I Kirk, that, Spock, go. <laughs> wait, there are some people that I tell like that I'm clear um, wouldn't be into the vulgar nature of our, our podcast. So it's like I tell them, but then I like. Uh, I pretend to be shameful of the fact that it's quite crass because I'm an actor and I'm acting. I mean, I clearly I have to be honest. There there are days that I'm a little ashamed, just a little bit. Like, for instance, <laughs> the last po- the last podcast we started, which was a lovely interview with a wonderful guest. We you and I were having a random conversation at the beginning. And and I was just saying how I wasn't a hundred percent there, and so I was a little bit limp, ha ha ha, telling a dick joke. And I go, "It's not like stuffing a turkey." That's what I yelled at the beginning of the podcast with our lovely guest. And then we po- we publicized on Facebook, "Hey, come listen to this podcast with our lovely guest." And I know there's someone who got to that line and just hit stop. <laughs> just like really? like really, really, it's not like stuffing a turkey. Just really, really. really? way to be classy guys and so then um and then it was the it was the fifth passenger guest that we were talking to who were awesome and we loved talking to them so then i turn on uh the the upper pylon 2 podcast that i was listening to because i do listen to that podcast and they're on their show The, the the fifth passenger people are on their show and here's the thing they're on their show but i haven't posted our show yet and they posted their interview first and i'm like fuck Oh, now no. we're going to seem like the also rans and we could have posted first and we didn't. Why didn't you do? And they and they had an interviews where they totally didn't talk about dick or balls. And well, I was so ashamed. Fun. So that that's times when I'm like that when I'm not often ashamed because I love what we do. But there are times I was like, gosh, they're having this totally legitimate conversation with these guys. And then they get to us and we're like, hey, man, how's your nutsack? <laughs> and she's like, I'm a girl. I don't have one. Um, no, I don't think we're. I don't think it was that bad. No, we're no, just, it wasn't. It was actually the prelude that was that bad. Like before they were ever on. But yeah, I kept it I on mean, because I feel why like cut we, that I think we, we when we interview people, we try to give them you know a good time and free them to go ahead and and also sure. be vulgar and you know and you know like, who us? doesn't like a reach around, right? I mean, it's just <laughs> what you do when you have a guest. <laughs> That's what you do when you have a guest. By the way, when are you guys coming over? Um, 
I saw a sign, and then we're going to talk about some Star Trek, but I saw a sign um, on Facebook somebody posted they saw at a flea market that was like a hand-woven sign that's clearly supposed to mean, I love it when like our neighbors come by and stop by and just randomly you know, come by and say hello without without announcing themselves informally. I love it when our neighbors knock on our door because our neighborhood is so nice. Knock, knock, knock. But what the sign actually said is, backdoor guests are the best. <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> oh, that's amazing! I know. <laughs> I should have that side, but it would mean what you think it means. <laughs> I know. Backdoor guests are the best, and then a really small stitching at the bottom. I do mean anal, and yes. that's it. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh. Wait, what? And then Wait, there's what? a little drawing of a girl mounting a guy. With no explanation. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. I would filthify it. That's how I roll. You know, like, like, take it to that next step. So they read it and they go, ha ha, that, that might mean. And then they look at the smaller print and they're like, shit, that really means. And then they look at the even smaller drawing and they're like, holy shit. Yes. I feel like what, what we should do sometime is run around filthifying the world and like film it. And that would be fantastic. <laughs> I think that would be really fun. <laughs> I think people would enjoy it. <laughs> so, Star Trek. First of all, how was your Trek week? Um. So, okay. Hmm. Um. Here's the thing. I. I. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> because uh, because we had the fifth passenger uh, guests on. Yes. And uh, there was some talk of yes. uh, Echeb. I yes. went and and I watched just the each episodes. Is what hey, I man, did. you come on our show. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah, it would be you. really great. Um, if he came and talked to us, that would be super awesome. But that's but because of that, I, I felt inspired to do this thing. Right. Specific, to watch like his arc. Yes. Yeah, to just watch his stuff. So how did you discover what his arc was? Did you like like. Google like all of his episodes and just watch uh, yeah those? I, I IMDb'd him and if you look on his IMDb it'll show on Star Trek and it'll, and then it lists them you know every time each have and then it lists the episode number and the episode name so um, you essentially it, got to watch Star Trek each I did I did and all right here's what I noticed all right. and you know so <laughs> you know how I feel about Voyager <laughs> which is kind of why I did only watch the each arc right because I was like I'm not watching all of Voyager again. I, I can't. I ain't got the stamina for it. Ain't nobody got time for which, that. Not which, right now. which will lead us to, I hope we remember to come back to it, the very real question, would Voyager be better if you just watched it in character arcs? But anyway, go on. Um, anyway, no. don't answer the question now. Let's continue your... Continue uh, your I, th- uh, I think the answer uh, that, it, that immediately leaps to mind is no, and, and, uh, and this is why. Like, we already know Alexia is not Voyager's friend, right? Yes. Um... Now, watching it this way, one of the things I've always said, despite not liking Voyager, is how much I love Seven of Nine and how much I love the Doctor. And I had a chance to, by watching this specific arc, to be reminded rather forcefully that even with my favorite character, they fucking Voyagered her. In what way? Because she's on the show and she's great and she's wonderful. And it's like, 
well, fuck, this is this this is the this is the Star Trek for women. We need her to have a family. We need to make her a mom. Enter Borg children. Tell me I'm wrong. I think you're wrong. Oh my god! What is wrong with you? I would like to submit what the fuck is wrong with you. Can I at least submit evidence in my oh. defense? Can I at least Go submit ahead. evidence in She's my defense? Like, so make her a fucking mom, dude. I I'll, like I'll just wait. I'll wait till you're done. Exploded. All right. I'll wait. Okay, because they just she she is the one that is taking over their care, and there's whole fucking discussions about how she's being a bad mom and how she needs to be a better mom, and she has to learn from other women, and like it just she didn't need it. She was fine. She was interesting all by herself, and like and it was like well well she's a woman on Voyager. We can't just let her be like this. So she needs a family. So we need to have her be a mom. And this is how we're going to do it with these Borg children. And it's so transparent and it's so horrible. Like she's really great. And so it manages to be okay. But like, it's just the, the, the feminist in me is so offended at the, at the, at the fact that we felt like we needed to do this. It's that's, that's what I'm saying. Tell me how she's not their mom. Well, let me back up first. Let me back up first. First of all, um, I would say that she is not the only parent because I would say that Neelix is absolutely the parent to Naomi Wildman. And I will back that up by saying that you see like Naomi Wildman's mom like twice during the course of the show, which, by the way, is a problem in and of itself. Right. I don't have... I don't have the feminist problems you have with the show, but I will say, where the fuck is Naomi Wildman's mom? Because she's not dead. <laughs> she must be the worst fucking mother ever. Where the fuck, where the fuck is, is she? she? She's like, yeah, go hang out with the adult cook who dated the two-year-old. <laughs> go for it. Like that, it's so funny. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> sure yeah he'll tuck you into bed it's not like he'd be interested in a five-year-old which by the way naomi wildman by the end of the show she's getting little naomi wildman boobies she's born like in the first season so she must be related to kess so you know child born on voyager so and yet she's like 14 when the show ends Because and, we need to make her old enough to hang out with the new kids on the block. And Neelix is like, kids. Neelix is like, I'll talk you into bed. Okay, that's a problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a problem. As a parent, that's a problem. But um, but I would say that, that Neelix is absolutely a parent on the show. Um, and so I don't think that it's just relegated to seven. And I think that the Borg children, I think that the, the children, don't they only have like four or five episodes and then they're gone? And then it's Icheb who has the rest of the episodes that are not really that related to the Borg children. Correct? Correct. Correct. Something like that. I don't remember the exact numbers, but yes, it's like they have all of the children and they're, she's their mom. Uh, because, you know, she's a woman and needs to have Is she? Children. Is she, though? Oh, yes, she is. She absolutely is. Because I saw her more as their teacher. God, are you I serious? I saw that relationship more, yeah. Watch it. I... Watch it again. Just do what I did. Just watch the Icheb arc. 
and you'll see because then you're just watching the kids ones like so if it's broken up the way it is i could see where it might like that's what i'm saying like it might land differently because you're not seeing it just when it's happening but she well, like- this was the other thing i was gonna say because I, I i was wondering about this i've had a very odd week um in that uh i have had um uh, one person that that was that I was very incredibly close to uh, in high school tell me that they uh, a, a woman that I, I know who is pregnant and I have a, a person I'm very, very close to now um, who has told me that she's pregnant. And I have another friend uh, who is about to um, have a child um, like within days. By the time this is airing, this friend is probably going to have had a child. Um, and so I'm going through and I'm thinking the percentage of people that I know that eventually by the time they reach their, by the time they reach their, you know, thirties, uh, or, or their forties, because a lot of, by the end of voyage, a lot of these people are like nearing their forties. How many of them have children? And I think you have a statistically significant amount of people that do that. A statistically significant amount of people that have children and that is that is just reality um so i feel that because i and the reason i was thinking about that in context i've been thinking about babies this week because these are people these three people are people that 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 i always imagine the the two that i just found out are pregnant and then the one that is about to have a baby um that i have always like just envisioned as like like single or if not single you know happily coupled off you know without babies it would it would be like hearing like alexia like you were about to have a baby like right. like, like, like i am pregnant. like, like <laughs> yeah um it it uh, like it these are people that that i that i thought of sort of in that same in, in sort of that that same way it's just like kids were not part of their, voc- their vocabulary um so all, all of that being all of that being said um the the reality is is that a a a super significant amount of people. And I take care. I, 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 I know of many people and I, and I meet a lot of people. And, and the fact is, is that, that it's greater than 50% that this is happening to. Um, and I feel like it is an underrepresented relationship within Star Trek. And the fact of the matter is, is for a majority of women being a mother is a and by majority i mean 51 percent or more and i want to be clear that i do not mean 90 percent. i mean 51 percent or more um being a mother is a significant if not the most significant part of their lives in the way that being a father for me is the most significant part of my life more important than this more important than anything i've done more important than ninjas you know it's it's that and yet it's a it's a relationship that, that is represented one by Beverly Crusher, whose kid leaves and she just stops thinking about him. And while he was on the show, sometimes she didn't even talk to him on his final episode. She had like a, like a scene with him, but they really have no relationship. And then you have Jake and you have Jake and Captain Cisco, And that's that's the best parental relationship that I see. And then what else do you have? You have you have Keiko and the O'Briens. Or yes, you, but I but know again, that you hate them, but you have them. Here's and, and you have. But here's the, thing, here's the thing: without without expressing my opinions for Paris, the O'Briens, though, you have fucking uh, Worf and his son. Again, like, you Worf and his son, which is like 
a season. Right. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm saying, right? Like, what I would submit in this scenario is that how many people, like, you're talking about people in your everyday, relatively suburbanite family life life, right? So Um, is it possible... Well, you know what? The, no, you. no, not not necessarily. That is not necessarily a true statement. Okay, I'm just saying it's, it's it just occurs to me that it's possible that perhaps for you, the the people in your life that is as the a way facet the of my career, I meet people in all state all walks of life. Sure. Okay, that's probably true. Um, I would say that that might skew your numbers. Is my point? Just like I would say, if you were to talk to only. Uh, people who have spent long periods of time in space for some reason, that that might be a different um, sampling and it would skew the other way. So, like, it occurs to me that if you're traveling through space, like, if that's what you've decided to do with your life, um, not go to a planet to make a family and make a life, but, like, you've exploring exploration of the cosmos is your life, that the kinds of people that would be drawn or driven to do that would be less likely the sorts of people that want to have families and, you know what I mean, and have that be their life, which is not to say none of them, right? So that's why we see it. It's there. It's represented. You know what I mean? But is it? That's the thing. For, the first thing I want to say is the only good parent that we see who is a main character is Captain Cisco. Even Miles O'Brien is like, 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 occasionally he sees his kids and only when his kids are in peril. Like That's not like his, true. That's just what we see on the show, man. Like Yeah, but his kids like go away for months at a time. Yeah, go with your mom to Earth. Who cares? I'm going to get like it's like you don't see that relationship. <laughs> and I can tell you the reason that we record at 1030 is because I put my kids to bed every night. And that's that. And so I, I guess my, my, my point is this. And 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 in fact, I, I don't want to say my point is this because I like this conversation. I think this, this conversation is worth having. I'm with you when it comes to the original series crew. That is a ship. The, the original Enterprise is a ship that was frequently falling apart. That if you even the way they, they built it, the walls are sometimes made out of, of chain link fence. It is it is a <laughs> ship. It is, it is a ship that is clearly um, functional only. There's only functional to that ship. The crew quarters are small. There's no room for families. There's no room for romance on the ship. That's why Kirk is always like hitting it in every port. Um, and you can even take that to the Star Trek reboot. Uh, that is not a ship that seems like it's anything except functional. Yeah, but like this is you see it in in Next Gen. You really do because like it's it's like vastly different. And we see it almost right away in the fact that we see Wesley from season one. We see a main character. Uh, Who's like stops senior- being his mother's son. Can I just Like finish? after like the third episode. So I'm go just, on. Sure. He becomes more like, you know, one He's of the Jordy's son. Let's be clear. Jordy is his dad. <laughs> no, the I mean, bridge crew. I don't mean parents. actually his dad. Do you know how I know that? Because I just started on season two and his mom isn't there because they felt the need to bring in horrible Pulaski, which is off. I hate that I feel this way because I don't 
feel this way about the actress, but I hate the character. It was a fucking mistake, and they let it go on for too long. Yeah, she's got three good episodes, long. and the other and the other nineteen are abysmal. It's yeah. it's just a shame too because she the other episode she was in on on the you know original series is really good. So like they could have done cool like they could have brought her in in a cool way. And, and instead, I like her in the Sherlock Holmes episode, and there are a couple episodes where I really yeah, like but her like bu- and- but like most of the like mostly they just fucked up. Like they just wrote that character. But I like her on almost every episode where she is the focus. It's when she's the side character who's being shitty to Data. Like, her, her only character is, I'm going to be shitty to I'm Data. I'm going to be shitty to Data or Data. How do you say it? Why do you care? Like, it just, it just, she just, she doesn't have the same charm, basically, which isn't to say I don't like her because they do, but she doesn't have the same charm that, you know, that Bones had from the get-go. And so you could have him throw in these snide remarks and it'd be okay. And you, didn't you know why he could throw in the it. side remarks? Because Bones can have a shitty relationship with Spock because he has an amazing relationship with Kirk. She well, has they, no amazing. But, they, but, they, but you can tell deep down that he doesn't have a shitty relationship. With well, Spock. I, I think I think by the movies that's true. I think that he does have a kind of shitty relationship with Spock on the show a lot of the time. I think by the movies that's not true. But the fact is, is whether or not what you and I are saying are true right now, Pulaski has no really good relationship with anybody. No, it's awful. So, um, but she's banging Riker's dad. Right, Other than but, that, but but that's but here's what I'm saying. Like the fact that she's there and mom is gone and um, he's struggling with I want to stay here. Um, he has a great that great conversation with Guinan about doing what's expected of you and everything. Um, and then they have this cute exchange on the bridge where everybody is 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 basically chipping in to parent him while she's not while she's at you know Starfleet Medical so that he can stay there. They're like a family. And I feel like like they build that crew that way. And I think even in the you know, even in by season two and maybe even in season one, I'm I'm not sure, but like we see that we've got the you know, we're separating the saucer section because we've got families on board and that we've got daycare because we've and schooling because we have families on board. But like what you need to see is the difference that like most people in the senior staff, right? Like that's a different level, right? Like, it's not all the people who make the ship go, but, like, if you're the captain, do you really have time for a family? If you are on track to be the captain or the bridge crew, be to, to be number, to be second in command, if you're going to be second, it's because you want to be captain. Do you have time for a family? You know, if you're anyone on the bridge crew, that's the track, theoretically, that you're on. Do you have time for a family? Or is that your ambition? Do you know well, what I mean? Well, here's the thing. Here's here's and here's that's my who thought. we're watching on these shows. We're not watching like there's that one episode where we're watching the crew in you know whatever it is like fucking exhaust pan five or whatever. But like mostly we're watching the senior staff and those people. Well, and and I and I I understand where you're coming from from a meta knowledge point of view. The first thing I have to go is go. Clearly, people hated Wesley. They knew people hated Wesley, and then people hated Jake. And once that was the case. They were not going to have kids on the show anymore because they were like, you know, they couldn't get rid of Wesley fast enough. It was like Wesley. Once Wesley was gone, it was like he was never there. Like it's it's they could they 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 did not want to commit to that being the case. I understand that from a meta point of view. And like I said, I understand that from an original series point of view, um, you know, where. You know, but the idea that the entire bridge crew, all of them, Kirk only finds out he has a son like later and still nobody else has a son. Eventually you find out Sulu has a daughter once Sulu's gone and off the ship. Um, And which, you know, is a cool retcon. But then it, I would have loved to see that. 
and I think my problem is once you get to next gen and you do have families on the ship, my my some of my favorite stuff with Worf is him as a dad. I liked that. But then even then they were like, "La, let's shut him off because we got we don't want to have that with Worf anymore. We don't want to deal with it." Um, and I feel like by the time you get to Voyager, and I like this on DS9 too. And let's be clear. Let's be clear. You want to talk about babies. You go you go, "Oh, it's Voyager. It's the woman captain. We got to have babies on Voyager." Let's be clear. Dax talks about being a parent. In Dax's final episode, she's trying to get pregnant. Kira is pregnant. And Kira carries a baby to term. Correct? Yeah. So, but it's so, not her baby. Yeah, but it's a show about it's an episode. It's an entire season about having babies, right? It's not a whole season about having babies. She's. To, are you kidding? They're talking about her morning sickness. They're, they're talking about that experience. And I guess what my point is. I guess what my point is, is that for 51% of the female population or more, having a baby is part of their experience. And so it would stand to reason that a significant part, if if the point of the show is to mirror the human experience, that is going to be something that they're going to show. Yes, but we're we're mirroring the human experience in 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 a specific scenario. And my issue, right, is that Everything is about like this is what I mean, like because seven is the way that they made her and the way that they wrote her. It's like, but she's a woman. Well, she doesn't have like anybody. She's a mo. Like, how can we make her a mother? Oh, we'll find these poor kids and then we'll give her custody of them and she'll be their mom. Like we have to momify her like that's like it's just so blatant and it's so upsetting because she was fucking fine without a family. You know, I think like, you just hate it fine. when characters have kids. I, I think you don't like kids on Star Trek. I disagree. I don't I don't feel that way. Like I, I there are plenty of episodes with kids like there's the one with um when the when they try to steal the kids. That's a great episode. On, uh, All right. Next so Gen. how would you feel if in the next if the if in the next Star Trek movie Uhura was pregnant? I don't and know that, how and, I would feel and, about that. But and they I talked a lot about her being pregnant. Because there's now her being with Spock and they have like a relationship, I don't know that it would kill me that I would be like so upset. Like, you have to understand, the reason I get so upset about it on Voyager is because of the, it's the frequency and it's the, and it's the, you know, the the picture they've painted of women there because it's, because it's supposed to be the women track because we have a female captain. And like, See, I just like there's that, that episode way. when Bolana's gonna have her baby and she wants to genetically change it and like i watched that episode again and i really liked it like i don't it's a fucking great episode yeah like the like that as a thing to discuss as to talk about like okay we're well, we're fine with changing the genetic code if there's something quote unquote wrong medically with the child how is it how is it any different what i want to do I I believe that this will make my child's life better and easier. Right? Like and it like that whole discussion is is it an intriguing one and I understand it from all sides. You know what I mean? Like there's like there are valid arguments. I don't believe you should, right? Like I I'm glad that she didn't change the way her daughter would look because she didn't want her to be look like a Klingon. Um because I don't think that's right. You know what I mean me personally. 
But like the debate was understandable and it was an interesting one. It's one of my favorite episodes of Voyager, actually, because it really it not only like just a sidebar, it not only deals with with that, but it also deals with like like Tom's part in that discussion. Yeah, where, like the whole where, thing. Where, like, where, where on like, one this... hand, it's absolutely her body and the baby is in her body. And on the other hand, it's absolutely his child. Yeah. And and once that and baby is born, her decisions is going to affect his child's life forever. And what say does he have? I mean, it's 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 it. It's a great discussion. Yeah, it's it's it really feels like like despite the fact that it's like you say, I don't like children on Star Trek. Like it's exactly it's it's one of the episodes i like because it's such a star trek episode to me right it's taking this this thing that's like an issue that we might face someday like like the way we are with genetics now and the way we're able to map things and and the stuff that we like people who you know abort babies based on certain genetic markers and stuff like that like this this is a very real discussion to have do you know what I mean? Like, and and as our technology and knowledge gets better, I feel like it's an even more important conversation to have. So it was a very Star Trek episode in that way. And I loved it for that. So I don't think I hate children on Star Trek. Like, I just, I don't feel that you way. You just hate like, children on Voyager. I hate mothers on Voyager. I hate making uh. everybody a mom if she's a woman. I hate that. I hate that idea. I hate that a woman is is only like she can be other things, but she also has to be a mom because that's what women so are. So let's be clear. She still has to be a mom somehow. No, but Harry Kim had a so baby. So we're going to make her an alien and she'll have a baby that way. Like, do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, that's how it feels over here. And it's like frustrating and makes me angry. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to say that I that I don't agree with. Ergo. Maybe it seems when it's all when it's all sort of jammed together that way. I just don't. I don't. Like, I don't. You know what's a great Voyager. example? I've Do you know what's seen, a great I've example? You know what, what I don't said. like? Um, like, there's plenty of like stuff for kids to watch. I guess right. Um, like that's geared directly to them. And what pissed me off, like in the, this is a perfect example in this Echeb arc. There's this episode that without this stupid. Neelix is telling the Borg kids a ghost story frame is a good episode. But because we have that, it's like this fucking stupid, poopy, like cheesy episode. Because we have to go back and forth with, and and it doesn't even make any sense. Like all the shit that Neelix is talking about, like there's at one point when he says that everybody is evacuated off the ship and I mean everybody. And this is the moment that I really like. This is the one time I can think of um, that I really loved Janeway. Like fucking loved her. Was like, yes! This is what I wanted to see! Where this entity that has taken over the ship, everybody else has been evacuated because it's fill- it's like changing the atmosphere of the ship and they can't breathe. And it wants Janeway to take it back to its home or whatever to help it. Right, like they accidentally take this being from a nebula or something. Do you remember this episode? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah, and she's so she's the only one left on the ship, and the thing is like choking her out, and and she's like, and it's like trying to tell her to take them, take it someplace safe to help, and she's like, not until you give me control of my ship, and it's like, do it now, do it now, and she's like, no, 
I'll die first. Like, and she's so fierce and awesome. Well, that's the thing. That's why I've never understood your your criticism of Janeway, especially Janeway. She is the, of all the captains, I would say she's the most like Kirk. And in that moment, she was. That's what I'm saying. That's why I love her. She's often the most like Kirk. She's, she is a badass and she's a little crazy. Yes, and I love it. Like, and she's I ready to it. choke out and die on the floor of the ship because she's like, if not until you give Look it back. Look at the end of Year of Hell. Like, she's constantly just like, I will fucking end you. She- like I really she feel like she's tough. I, as a matter of fact, like that. as a matter of fact, I think that the I think that the I think that the three toughest characters on that show are Janeway and Seven and Balana, followed then by Tuvok. You know, and then and then who do you have after that? Tom Tom Paris, who eventually just becomes an '80s aficionado or '50s aficionado. Harry Kim, who plays his clarinet all day. The holographic doctor or Commander Bland. <laughs> Like, like truly. I'm just saying. Like, like truly. But this is my point. I, let, let's talk about who I would this rather is, fight. I want to talk about as a man, as a man, who I would rather. This get is what I mean, with. though, fundamentally would, about Voyager. Right? They have this frame. They have this story that shows Janeway being awesome. It's an interesting story. It's a good story. And instead of just having this be an episode and having it be awesome, they need to femaleify it. By putting a frame story around it where the little kids are around, are, are scared why of the dark and Neelix is telling why, why them a ghost story. That. I don't understand why it's femaleifying it to have little kids. Really? And why that's more femaleifying it than the episode of DS9 where Rumble Stillskin shows up. Or the episode of Next Gen where Captain Picard is leading kids around and singing Frere Jacques. <laughs> Like truly, I don't mind like, those truly. episodes. Yes, because it's they're not on yes. Voyager, but they're the same fucking thing, man. Rumple Stillskin, you don't mind that episode? That I it's one is my favorite of all episode. Star Trek, and that episode it's is one shit. episode. One. That's the difference. There's only one ghost story episode. I can go. I can go toe to toe for you on how Deep Space Nine does does it as much as Voyager does. No way. Absolutely. No way. Absolutely. No. It's just not possible, dude. It's not. It's absolutely and, possible. And, how is, and in this particular episode, like if everybody was evacuated, why don't the kids know that? Because they would have been evacuated too, right? Right? I didn't say that it was logical. I'm making a particular Oh, argument. are you? And I, be- I believe your argument was trying to say that it was in some way just as good and it's wrong no what no oh what let me be clear oh no let me be clear let me be let me be absolutely clear voyager is not as good as anything except for maybe enterprise all right they they are neck and neck you and i disagree on which is worst but the fact of the matter is it's not next gen ds9 or the original series it's not it's not they're wearing starfleet uniforms so i like them that's all. The, really, the really probably the only reason that I like them better than Enterprise is one: the ship looks like a next That's gen why. ship. They're wearing next yep. gen era uniforms, and their little transporter beam has the little lines that shoot down right beforehand. That's probably it. That's probably all there is. Like, like Voyager is. Let me be clear: an enormous misstep. An enormous misstep. I'm just saying, not for the reasons you're saying. And that's why the music has come back.
It's like you want me to edit more. <laughs> it's not on purpose, I swear. I'm not even editing that shit out. She just disappeared. I'm here. She just disappeared. She's. You know what the thing is? You disappear because you like 23rd century technology. <laughs> That's why. That's totally why. I was like, you're defending them? No, I'm done. No, you're you're over there. I'm using I'm using isolinear chips. I don't know what the fuck you're using yeah, over there, fuck man. Your shit. You're over there using using chain link Cha- walls. Fuck you. I like my uh, chain link walls. You can suck it. My point being is that Voyager I don't think is the misstep for the reason you're saying. I don't think that Voyager is any more a female show than Deep Space Nine is. I, dis- I don't. I just disagree, I man. Don't. I think I think there are aspects of Voyager. As a matter of fact, I wish they had had more families. I wish they had had more pregnancies. I bet I you do because you love pregnancies sa- and and babies. You're baby crazy. You know what? Yeah, because it's a part of my life. It's a part of my life that is completely unrepresented. It is not in Star completely Trek. unrepresented. It's just not. Yeah. All right. You know what? I have not seen. You know what you haven't seen in Star Trek? And maybe you should write it if that's the Star Trek that you want to watch. But I guess maybe the the, for me, I don't have a family and kids and whatever, which is not that I think is a negative thing. Like, I'm not like you and your families, stupid families. But like. If, yeah, I remember my kids were babies and you shit in their cribs. <laughs> what the fuck that was is wrong with you? I would never do that. I actually really like kids. And generally they really like me, probably because I'm fucking five. But like, anyway, my point, like, because obviously I, I usually can control my language around children. Usually. Um, That's true. Uh, no, and, okay. and and I'm like a kid because, I, like I said, I'm like fucking five. Like, I love glitter and sparkles and things that light up, just like kids. So I love kids. But also a cock. <laughs> but like, here's the thing. Like, if you want to see what you're talking about, you need to write family ties in space because that's what you want to watch. No, you don't. No, you don't. That's not it what I want to watch. It seems to be what you I want to watch want to because you have families, no, but it's you have not. families here's the thing. being here's the thing. Not, the, I... not, not the centerpiece. Like, the fam- it's not about the families. It's about the exploration or whatever's going on in, in space. Like, that's what this... You know what I kind of like? I kind of like season five next gen where Worf's a dad. That's enough. That's all I need. You just need one character. Maybe, a mom here. maybe someone, maybe somebody going through a pregnancy like, like, and I love Kira's pregnancy stuff. I love it. And it doesn't bother me. Kira's pregnancy it. stuff lo- doesn't bother me. Like, I'm not upset by it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, because wh- we have these isolated. There's more pregnancy on Deep Space Nine than Voyager. I'll bet it's true. No. I'll bet it's true. There's no more parent stuff. No way. On that. Nope. There's not more pregnancy and or baby stuff. I would just say that that's probably not true. Like women talking about men. Although that does piss me off sometimes on DS9 when we just have like whole conversations where Dax and Kira are just talking about dating. And I'm like, really? Because girls, that's all we talk about when we talk to each other is men. Well, it's clear. Let's be clear. All like in the first season, all Bashir wanted was Dax to the point where it was kind of ridiculously bad. Agreed. Like and and like, we all agree like, it's better like, when it's not like that, right? Like we but, have soap operas for that. We have the horrible show like Vampire Diaries for that shit. We don't need it in our Star Trek. Uh, but I love, but I, but I love it. I love the Worf stuff. I love Worf and Dax. I love Worf's relationship with both Daxes. I, I oh, I, I do like too. That but shit. that's like a relationship. Like that's here's the thing. Like I don't. 
Like, and I and I like I don't mind it. the the Keiko and and o, you know O'Brien stuff. Like I like the times we I see them like and the, the 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 trials that they kind of have to go through, um, being a family in this space life, right? Like I want to be here, but what do you do? Because you're like a botanist, and are you, all right, sorry, sorry, ah, sorry. You know, what and I, I liked want? those you know conversations. What, like, like, like I don't have a problem with them being represented, and I don't like. There's a whole episode when, um, like Jake and and Cisco like do the the they make that sail ship or whatever and see if they could make it. Um, and it's this sort of father son bonding thing. And it's, it's a good episode. I like it. There are episodes if, where if, you if have I that could with make, Picard if, if I could make, and, if, and fucking, you know, it doesn't bother me then. Like, I just, it doesn't, bo- like, I like those things that I, I think there's I a think, lot. Of it. I think, I, I honestly think there's confirmation bias there for you. I honestly think you think it's there. So you see it there. But I really <laughs> think that if you were to objectively look at it, especially DS9 and Voyager, I think you would see that it's about the same. It would be. It's about. You know what it's like? It's here's the thing. I They do it. They The, the closest approximation I can think of is on Next Gen. And it's one episode where Data makes lol, which is heartbreaking and beautiful. And it's less about making him a parent and more about him on his journey to humanity, which is a bigger arc. Like, that's why the stuff with with Seven, where she's, like, trying to figure out and decide about having maybe a relationship and and being connected in that way, um, that doesn't bother me, right? In the same way, because it's like... But I would say that the that that it but just like giving her a gaggle of Borg kids so that we can make her a mom out of nowhere is just so blatant to me in a way that it isn't. But it's part of the it's part of the human experience. Data did not have the parental human experience. Data didn't have that. Data, if you wanted Data to have that, what you would have to have is he created Law. Law sticks around for like ten episodes, and what happens over the course of the ten episodes? She starts out as a baby, an android who needs everything from him, and by the end evolves to the point where she no longer needs him and leaves him behind. That's because that's the parental experience. I think that would be a great thing you could show in Star Trek over the course of a year. At home. Hi, Mister A. You're on the show. What do you mean? What show? Can we? Hello. Hi, Mr. A. You're on the show right sure, now. Sure, baby. I love you. I love you too. Bye. <laughs> this is why we don't give him a mic. <laughs> My point being this, if you want Data to have the true human experience and the the heartbreaking experience of having a child, the heartbreaking experience of having a child is there is a baby that completely relies on you, that then becomes your little buddy, that then becomes your best friend, that you love more than anything, that then totally fucking bails on you and leaves. Sure, you. and I understand that they it don't the, do that. It is the most it is the most tragic breakup story of all time. And you could have done that with Lol. Instead of having her die yes, in that first episode, have. give her like five or six episodes. I would have loved to see that. If you want to give Data the breadth of human experience, have him not understand in his kind of not understanding way that he does that that sort of heartbreaking, heartbroken, emotionless face uh-huh. he can do. As she leaves, and she's like, I don't need you anymore, fucking dad. And she leaves and she takes off to do something else. And he's like, I, I miss her and I can't process that. 
like that would be truly showing the human. So you experience. don't feel like the like the, like the, the full... lol episode was. I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't. I think the LOL episode is a piece of art. No, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful episode. And I don't know if I would sacrifice how great that episode is for this other thing they could have done. But I would not say that Data had a parental experience, no. Right, but that's sort of my point. That's the that's what we have. Like, she is clearly Data. I'm sorry. Like, on that show, Seven is clearly Data-like. She's logical. She doesn't do emotion. Like... She's like an amalgam of a of a like a an android like data and, a, and, and Odo. A, she's like data and Odo. No, she's, she's like data and Tuvok or data and Spock with like a dash of human thrown in. She is not logical. She's never logical, not even from moment one. She's passionate from moment one. She's yelling and afraid and angry from moment one. She is not just data. She's data and Odo. If you're going to say she's uh, my anyone. point, my point she's being, an outsider looking right? in, but she is emotional like, from moment she, one. She, while she's passionate, right? Like she's trying to hold on to this, you know, Borgness that was her and uses that in her life. And it doesn't make sense for her to be a fucking mom yet, but they had to do it because it's Voyager. That's my point. And they couldn't have just waited. Like, it would have, it did not make, the only reason it made sense for her to take care of these Borg kids was because they came from Borg, because they were liberated from the Borg. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a shoehorn bullshit thing, because they're like, we need to make her a mom, because this is the girl's Star Trek. Like, it's so blatant Here's the me. thing, I think the jump you're going to, it's the girl's Star Trek, I don't think the demographics, like, like support you. I don't think by the time she was on, they thought it was a show for girls. I don't. I just don't. I think that I think that it was. It then why did they give her a family? Like that you. Yeah. Why did they give her a family just to show that? Why did they give Why did they give Cisco a family? No, just not cause. just because Cisco has a very complex. Like it's complex and it's complicated. His wife has has died, and he has to the figure out how Voyager to move on. And still raise his that, son by I'm himself. Just saying that, Do you see the difference? Like one is thought out and fleshed out, and the other is. But nothing in Voyager is thought out and fleshed out. That's not true. Nothing. I'm not defending. Not nothing. Really? But not that. Ensign for seven years. Tell me, and, and we and we talk about this in the movie. Tell me anything about Harry Kim other than the fact that he's an ensign, he's on the night shift, and he plays clarinet. A main character for seven years. No, Tell me I know. About and like I watched, so I watched, because each ebb's in, uh, the, the final two-part episode for Voyager. <laughs> and like... He talks about it in, I don't know if it's this episode or if it's a different HF episode, but there's an episode with Harry Kim where he's like, wants to take this ship and be its captain. And like, he's like, ma'am, I've been an ensign for seven years. Like, and it's so funny because it's one of these moments. It's like, I told you, I watched that horrible show, The Vampire Diaries. And every once in a while, I like the writers, they write that show because it's a fucking paycheck because stupid little teenage girls watch it and cream their little panties about it. It's my wife's favorite show. She doesn't really like it though, right? Tell me she doesn't actually like it though. No, she loves it. She cries. I cry too sometimes. That doesn't mean I like it. I'm really just emotional. (laughs) Like, tell me she doesn't actually like it. I watch it because, because no, she really of Ian. Likes it. And as a Buffy fan myself, I am a fan. I watch it for Ian but, Summerhalder because he is amazing and 
Boone from I Lost. Anyway, I so but my point is, I feel like the they, the writers don't even like writing that show because it's ludicrous. And by the by the point that it's like season six, it's really ludicrous. And so every once in a while, they'll like put in lines that like I think everybody involved is just like we're getting so much money to do this stupid fucking shit. But we're gonna take a moment here and be like, our lives are so ridiculous, like aren't they? And I really feel like that was the moment in Star Trek where the where the writers and the actor like had the moment to be like, I've been an ensign for seven years. Like you know what I mean? Like it really it's such- you, I just rewatched uh, another sidebar. <laughs> I just rewatched Avengers: Age of Ultron, and and my favorite line in the entire movie is when Hawkeye's talking to Scarlet Witch and he looks at her and just goes, the city is flying. The city is flying. There's an army of robots and I have a bow and arrow. None of this yes! makes any sense. Me too. Oh my God, me too. I love it so much. It's my favorite. <laughs> Suddenly Hawkeye, who I didn't care about, becomes my, my favorite favorite. Character. Like, I think when I saw that shit in the theater, I like whooped and hollered and cheered. Because it was so great. It was like, none of this makes any sense. Like, it's so obviously like that moment where we all. And Jeremy Renner nails it. Agree that it's ludicrous. And it's. All right. So listen, we're going to, we're going to have to, we're going to have to wrap into a conclusion. The short show that we promised oh. you, guess what? <laughs> um, is not been it. Not been the short show we promised, but said you got a double show. Those of you who clicked off because you're like, oh, I don't want to listen to a short show. Ha, we fucked you guys. Because we made a long show instead. That's how we like to roll. Um, we're really we're unpredictable like that. That's how we do. You don't know what we're gonna do. I don't. So so again, to, to recap, recap, you think you think the Voyager sucks because because it's uh because it's a show they're they're pandering to women. I disagree and think that Voyager sh- sucks just because of. The I think it writing. sucks for that reason too. But like I also just watched the the episode on. Season two of Next Gen, when Troy is pregnant, and like they fucking put the cut, like it's an alien situation, and that shit is gone by the end because they're like, ain't nobody got time for this. Like, but interesting that that was an episode that was going to be written for uh, Star Trek Phase Two back when they were going to do it. The child, yeah, that's what that was for. It was originally not going to be a Next Gen episode. They just like commented. You know what? You know what? I, I actually that makes sense because when. Like something that I felt like was um like didn't feel right when I was rewatching the episode, uh, from a being here at like, you know, the time and place that we were doing this this Star Trek was the reactions everybody had to her pregnancy. Like nobody there wasn't one person who was like, Oh, congratulations. Like everybody kinda like was like, Well, who's the father? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like everybody was super combative about it, which I thought was odd. But like in that context, like if how funny would it be if like she, if she just turned around like in that moment and was like, I'm not sure, but I think it's Jordy <laughs> <laughs> just with no explanation. And Jordy's like, what? what? And she's like, shh, shh, don't make it weird. <laughs> don't, make it weird. <laughs> don't make it weird. But so, seriously, here's the thing. I think again, uh, again, I think that you like I think that you saying that 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 enterprise is better than voyager because not everybody's popping out babies and being moms 
is better than Enterprise. I just want to be clear. When we talk about those two <laughs> things, we are talking about like whether or not we like like the rundown old Hardys or the rundown old Roy Rogers. <laughs> it's like like it's you know, I think That's and, a good and, analogy. and I th- I and I think when we're talking about whether or not Voyager uh, and look, I don't think Voyager sucks. I want to be on record. And I don't think Enterprise sucks. I don't think either one of them suck. But when you compare them to the rex- rest of Star Trek. I think, I think Voyager does. They're infer- I mean, I don't think that Enterprise think, does, but I pretty much think Voyager I think does. that the reason they, that they are inferior to the other Star Trek, um, you know, introducing whether or not a woman that like the, the, the woman's perspective you're talking about right now is is the problem is like looking at is like looking at a bowl of dirt and you going i think this bowl of dirt has too much garlic like it's just like, <laughs> it's like too much garlic it probably does though like it's like like it's like it's truly it's like, it's like you're going there's too much garlic in this and i'm going well i don't really think there's too much garlic in it i totally disagree with you on the too much garlic thing but underneath it all it's still a bowl of dirt <laughs> <laughs> and, and so what we're debating is the garlic level in the bowl of dirt like, i guess so and um and and ultimately like the thing about voyagers i will maybe occasionally watch it i kind of like it and i liked it when it was on because hey it's fucking star trek star trek's fun but like when there's ds9 and next gen and original series to rewatch voyager and enterprise they're just not coming up on my watch list all that much yeah, just, just by comparison, they're just not like even and I like Enterprise and it's still it's not as often certainly then. Yeah, it's just it's they are they are, you know, I think that Voyager has a like I think Voyager has like three good seasons. If you were to take all the good episodes and put them together, I think you'd have an amazing show of three seasons. And I think Enterprise for a four season show, I think it probably has two good seasons of it. And most of those good seasons are seasons three and four, which is a real fucking bummer because seasons one of one and two of next gen largely not great. And seasons one. I don't know, man. I mean, that's where I'm rewatching right now. And I got to tell you, like, I like I remember like one of the things that you like to like bitch about is that or one of the things that you like so much about ds9 is the you know the the continuation of story and like the fact that that's not really there uh in next gen and it's like it is though like you just like even in season one you've got of of ds9 no season one of ds9 has the strongest first season of all of them DS9 is DS9 is the strongest first season no, I'm, of all I'm of them. Saying, I'm with, saying that like this continuation of of story that you like so much from DS9, like sort of basically the storytelling difference, as you like to put it, um, between that and next gen. Like in next gen, you have in in season one, you have that cool episode that like you've got like I think it's like two episodes beforehand. You've got the guy coming to visit the ship, and he's like, "I'm worried about." you know, Starfleet. I think there's some hokey shit going on. That's why I came oh, here. The, oh, the conspiracy shit. No, here's the thing. Here's what pisses me off about that. I love that shit too. And then the end of conspiracy is like, is, is like, and they're coming. Right. Do, and do, we never hear do, about it again. Do. Whoops. Kidding. I know. I agree. And that's the thing is, is I can't look at those episodes without the like meta knowledge of going. Yeah. They never, ever, 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 ever even mentioned. I know. It I agree. That is very sad because it was so terrifying. Like, I think it's the, like if that cropped up here and there, 
throughout the show, I would probably look at season one of Next Gen. I just felt like it was so cool. I probably like would. I still love I love both of those episodes, and they're not one right after the other. Like they're a, like it's got some continuation of story, like DS Nine, and that's just one of the ways. That's just something that comes to mind that I really liked. That was like the first, and I think it's the first time that I can think of. Um, I mean, aside from the movies, because you know that earwig shit was horrifying. But it's the first time I was really scared, like watching Star Trek. Well, that last episode is a horror yeah. episode. I mean, they have the, the the level of violence in that episode is yeah. Crazy. It's like seriously, they it's blow fucking, a fucking horror head in up, space. Guys. It's fantastic. They blow a fucking head up. Yeah, it's nuts. And disintegrate him and shit. It's fucking awesome. It's like good. Yeah, I know. It's like like I like season one of Next Gen. I think that it's clunky. I think that season one of DS Nine, same thing. Season one of DS Nine has some amazing episode duet is in season one of DS9, uh, where the guy's pretending to be the war criminal. You find oh, out the end God, of the night, yeah. just sad. That's oh, astounding. Yeah. Um, and they just talked about that on Upper Pylon, too. Um, but it also has Move Along Home. It also has the Rumpelstiltskin episode. It also has... There's there's some shitty episodes in there, too. Same thing with like season one and next gen. You know, there is that blatantly racist episode where Tasha Yar has to do war against against the dark-skinned people. Oh, wow, like, yeah. It's, like yeah there but that then, is also of Tasha in there. Yar, there's that episode but then skin of evil skin of evil is damn dude did i cry and i cry, like i i can't watch that like like mystery has to be here when i watch that episode and then i just rail and i'm like why did you have to do, like can i can i just say this about skin of evil i love everything about skin of evil i, lo- I love the way they kill her i love the way the the cortical stimulators stop Ugh. working and and they and they don't work the way she just barely flinches i love her funeral scene at the end I love everything about it, but could they not have taken like five more minutes with the red bloody splotch on her face? I know because, because I especially gotta, because I, just say, of how it, I mean, good the, like, it, it looks, it looks like a color. Yeah, no, it sticker. looks bad, especially in light of how good everything else looks like how good Riker looks when he's spit out of the goo, how good the goo looks. You know what I mean? Because it's all the way the light for hits her, it. For her, it's like they just took a scratch and sniff yeah. and put it on her face. It's and said, terrible. Do. It's terrible. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's a little bit. But, like, I can't, I like, I, I just rail at that episode. Because, like, and what's fucking crazy is every time I watch it, I, I, I want her not to die so badly that, like, I convince myself somehow it won't happen this time. <laughs> like, I'm like, I want it to not happen this time. And, like, that's patently impossible. Like, it's just, it, it's already done. <laughs> like, well, like, to her credit, she has almost as many appearances after that episode that she had before it. So, but like, it works out over for her. the rest of the series. Yeah, but she gets she gets there. She gets to show up in the I'm final just, episode like, too. I love I loved her there. I loved her in season one, even aside from this episode. I do too. No, I thought Tashiar was a. I I felt Tashiar was was something that show needed, and I was sad to see her go. And I was sad that there wasn't a replacement for her to be a strong, a physically strong woman on the show. Yeah, been great. I loved everything she represented. I agree. And that was the first time I ever saw that on TV. A woman who yeah. could kick ass. Like, and, and First time be, I ever saw and be I feminine, and be, you know what I mean? Like, that was the thing. It was like, I love that, that part in her funeral scene when she's like, who taught me that I can be, you know, feminine without giving up my strength or something like that. It was really beautiful. And I was like, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. All of my yeah, yes. Awesome. Anyway, listen, this has been a great discussion. 
we started out profane. We went from the from the from the profane to to the deeply thoughtful. <laughs> That's how we do uh, it on this show, right? <laughs> uh, you know, so 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 cock cock pussy balls fuck shit and also here's some deep thoughts for you. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Trek Off. My name is, My name is Alex. Yeah. Trek Off. Trek off. So you just finished the episode and you're like, hey, that was fun. I'd like more Trek off to put in my ear hole to put into my brain part. Well, that's really easy. All you got to do is go to trekoffpodcast.com. There's over a hundred hours of Trek off. It's free. Just go there. Trekoffpodcast.com or search iTunes or whatever pod feed you use or trekoffpodcast.com. That's really easy. You can also like us on Facebook where you'll hear information about everything that we do. Like us there, especially hearing about trekoffmovie.com. That's our movie. We're making a movie based on this. The trailer's there. Links are there. Trekoffmovie.com, trekoffpodcast.com. Thank you for listening and trek off.